You are listening to season three of the Week Pastor Podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability. Welcome to the Week Pastor Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today on this brand new episode. Uh, really excited to talk about this. And uh, I, so I have I have changed my way of thinking on this topic that we're going to talk about today. And I'd like to just kind of process oh. it with you. And hopefully this will be kind of fun. But before we get there, uh, what I'd like to do, because it kind of coincides with what we want to talk about today. Um, was there like, could you share like, you know, like we used to do this in staff meeting, like, was there like a cool, like God moment, you know, like, like a sign that you saw something that God did that was kind of cool that you can just share with our audience, right? Like a God moment. Right. And so was there ever that or Holy spirit moment, like, like recently cool that happened? Yeah. Like recently, or it, maybe if, if it's not so recent, I mean, whatever, it could be like your husband writing you a love letter, right? Cause that, no. that'll probably never happen, but no, look, yo, if, if that happened, Jesus is coming back. I think Jenny writing back. it will happen before John writing one. Listen, if any of if, if John or Jenny wrote a love letter to us, you know Jesus is coming back soon. It's like end times for sure. Yeah, something. End we of should the play end the lotto. Times. We should do something because that will never, ever, 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 ever happen. Okay. Yeah. So no. anyway, but any something maybe like you're like, wow, God, this is amazing. Like, thank you. This is so cool. So I think you, you should go. Okay, I'm gonna go. So, yeah, you have one. Okay, yeah. So you can. Th- I got two cool oh my kind of gosh, things. Two, and it all has to do with money. All right. So, oh God. So you know, I, I don't. Are we doing I, yeah, prosperity but, gospel just, today? Yeah, yeah. Hear me out here. Hear me out. So the first one is remember like in season one when I talked about. I think I talked about it in season one when I was gonna get that Maltese. And I sent money oh to Western gosh. Union and I got ripped off. And then yes, I wrote, and that you wrote a curse very, email. I wrote him a curse. I mean, I mean, I know I should have done it, but I just I prayed a curse upon him and his family. By the way, I, I want the listeners would... to know that he sent me that curse email yes, and I've read it. And wow, it was intense. He even signed it, it in the name of Jesus. Yeah, in the name of Jesus Christ. And then he, I remember the guy sent me an email right back and he goes, how could you call yourself a pastor? I'm like, so no. Because I want you to stop this insanity and you better stop ripping people off because this is awful that you're yeah, doing he, this you more than the like money. You're hurting into kids. It. Huh? You brought like his family into yes. it. You were like, so it was maybe like, he'll get convicted to stop. Like right? it was like in Mulan where they're like, you know, like curses on you and your family and your cows. It was like terrible to the fourth and fifth generation, buddy. <laughs> yeah, all right. So terrible. anyway, so, 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 you know, it, I, he, so it was a scam, right? And again, like, I'm just so naive. I'm gullible. I'm like, oh, this is legit. He goes, yeah, send me $350 on Western Union. Here's the whatever, blah, blah. I Here's remember when number. this happened. And so I did that. I sent it. And this was a long time ago because my dog now is Kobe. Is how old now? He's nine years old, I think. And so this happened a long time ago. So recently, about probably about four or five months to go i get something in the mail from the united states whatever it's a government it's a government branch and they said that we are filing a lawsuit against you know whatever western union whatever they did blah 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 we noticed that they took that that you know that you got scammed this kind of money would you like us to fight it if you do fill this out right and long and behold I, I I have no idea. I have no idea but they figured it out they I guess they linked all the fraud links to the to people that account Right. And so they sent me a mail, a postage mail. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went online and I filled it out. And I was like, you know, we'll see what happens. A couple weeks, like a couple months ago, I would say a month and a half ago, I got a check for $350. Stop. I am not lying. Did he give it back to you? He gave it back to me. I was like, God, this is amazing. It's amazing. Like my that kids is were, crazy. Like my kids were crying. 
It was like crazy. It was like so. Oh no, your kids were crying not for the three hundred fifty dollars. They were crying from when you got ripped off. They were crying because they had their hearts set on the multis. Right. Like I, I showed them the pictures. I thought you said they were crying because they got three hundred. They were so happy. Oh, and then I told them that I got scanned. That's why I had to write that oh, email, man. that curse prayer, because when they were crying, I was like, oh, "Dare this guy hurt my kids?" One thing he takes my money, whatever, but he's actually hurting kids, you know. So that's why I sent that email. But anyway, so that was like that's a crazy. really cool thing. Yeah. Yo, three fifty, three fifty. So anyway, so that was cool. The second thing, and Sua, I'm not sure. I just have to make sure, but I am not sure. But my wife and I went to Korea and uh, we spent five nights in Korea. We stayed at a Marriott branch hotel. All right. I used a couple, some of my, I used my credit card points. I used, you know, Marriott, I get a free night and stuff like that. Uh, it only really covered, I think, two nights, but the other three nights I had to pay. Okay. And I'm fully, you know, I had my credit card, whatever. And I really was, you know, when I booked the hotel, they say, this is how much money you're going to have to pay. And I was like, well, that's cool. That's fine. Whatever. I got two nights free. I have not gotten charged that hotel stay. Wait, so I'm not sure, but essentially Jenny and I stayed in Korea for free. Wait, how many weeks has it been? It's been, a, it's been, it's been like, Two, three weeks now? Two and a half that's, weeks? That's two and a half weird. Weeks. That's weird. They usually charge it right when you leave. And I looked right at all leave. my statements. And I hope Marriott's not listening. The executives at Marriott are not listening. All right? But I looked at all my statements and like the, the most update charges, and I don't see it. And I was like, oh, my God. You think God, it's you know the what? favor of God? It, favor ain't fair. I was like, you know what, God? Like, I didn't pray. I didn't even add nothing. I was like, thank you. Thank you. This this can go a long way. I still got to pay college tuition. That is really like, crazy, this actually. Is bizarre. I have Sua, stayed at bizarre. so many Marriott hotels and I have never had them not charge me. No, same, same. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I tell Jenny, Jenny, I looked everywhere. I looked at credit card statement. I'm looking at different credit cards. I'm like, maybe I gave them this credit card. I don't see the charges anywhere. That is crazy. I'm just taking it as a gift. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. So, anyway, so that those That's are my nice. two kind of cool god sightings or something like that so two god sightings for me so oh well, i don't know if i can i don't think i have anything to compete with that free marriott it's gonna be tough girls I'm it's gonna be tough, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean you have anything i mean you came back from vacation you know and all that kind of any any cool god sightings i mean vacation was lovely um cool god sightings did i talk about did I tell you, you know what? I, I feel like I, I can't make this all about my kids. I will say, because you, as you were speaking, it did remind me of a time. There was like a period of six months in my life where okay. I would just things in terms of financially, like little things would just keep working out in my favor. Like even random mm. things, like I went to the Apple store and they couldn't get my gift card to load. So they just gave it to me for free. Like they gave me my, they told me you can keep your gift you? card balance and we'll at, apply it just for free. So like I was able to keep $120 of gift card and they just gave what? me $120 applied because they just kept trying every single method and it wouldn't work. Wow. So they got the manager wow. and they just gave it to me. So I got like essentially $100 plus just for free, like off of my wow. purchase. Um, Like there were Crazy. just like random things that would happen. And I remember it's reminding me because as you're speaking, like I felt like the spirit was like money is literally just money like i can yeah, give you just, money yeah, as much no as problem. you want i can take it away yeah. it's not like it's not a yeah. finite yeah. thing yeah. it's not scarce for me like yeah it's just money like there's so much of it for me like it's all mm. in my power and authority kind of it was very crazy because i remember even like random things like we got a tax but like t tax rebate that year 
yeah, which was crazy. Yeah. I have never since John graduated has we've yeah. never had a tax rebate, but we got like thousands of dollars. And wow. it was like just like a weird time when just money just kept like popping out of random places, even little things like Apple Store to like big things like mortgage rates. Like it was just like, what is happening? And That's but crazy. I really felt convicted, like don't have a scarcity mindset about money. That's right. That's right. Be generous. Be generous. Right. All of the money is mine. You know, and That's if right. you need it, I I have it. You know, it was kind of like I, yeah. I got your back. Like, don't. Yeah, and it, yeah, and yeah. if instead of making me feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna get all this for myself, it actually made me really feel like I can be. I'm free to be generous with it because yeah, at the end of the yeah. day, God has it all. Like, it's all God's yeah. money. But you know, recently, I think I talked about. Did I talk about um my my Bible memorization tattoo? recently and um what oh it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I know. with your kids yeah mm -hmm. yeah so um i think i talked about this but i'm still so blown away by this because i always talk about parenting because it's my primary ministry right now and it's always so mind-blowing to me when my children seem to live out a faith that is independent of my own mm. um because oh, so nice. i always think it's like dependent on me you know their yeah. relationship with god is dependent on me but you know they say like there's no such thing as a spiritual grandchild like they can't be dependent on me right right, um, right. so last month and i think i talked about this last month the tattoo was um love your enemies do good to those who hate you that was our bible verse and my kids and i were wearing it on our forearms and you know randomly after we had been wearing it for about a week and lila had memorized it i asked her i said lila like, what do you think this means? Like, what does this first mean to mm. you, right? Like, why do you think it says we have to love our enemies and go to those to hate you? Like, I just was curious what her processing was because it's one yeah. thing to memorize it, but it's another thing to like internalize what it means. And she, yeah. I kid you not, she looked at me. She didn't even think about it. She just looked at me and she said, well, we have to love our enemies because God loved us when we were his enemies. And I was like wow. so shocked. <laughs> I was like... You know, I don't even, I don't right want to verbalize that like that, you know, yeah. except it's it's so biblical. Um, so and true. I, yeah. I was, but she didn't even say it in like this very like she just looked at me and she was like, yeah, because God loved us when we were his enemies. Yeah. And um, it was That's one of those moments where like moment. I have never sighting. said that to her. I have never yeah. in my yeah. like I've never said those words to her in this context ever. I don't even yeah. think I've ever shared that Bible verse with her. Right. right? right. So it was really shocking to me when she just re just said it like that. And I remember thinking oh my gosh, like God is real. <laughs> like the spirit mm. really lives in her and is awakening yeah. truths to her, like yeah, making yeah. the word real to her. And it was really, really shocking. And I know I shouldn't wow. be shocked because obviously God is real, but there's something so mind-blowing about seeing this Holy Spirit. Now I'm really mm -hmm. like plugging it. The Holy Spirit living, it, living out in somebody else that yeah. I always thought was dependent like dependent on me for their spiritual walk. And then now I'm seeing her do her own spiritual walk separately from me. And it's wow. Like it really is mind blowing. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. How old is she again? She's 11. 11. So yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, old that's enough great. to like understand, right? Like absolutely. It's, a, it's um, very, those are very formal. Now formidable does she years. live it out? It's a whole different <laughs> Well, but still, yeah, uh, the fact that she you can know, articulate, I mean, I mean she's about she's it. still, um, she was yesterday, she was mad at her sister um, because her sister wouldn't stop singing and she was getting the lyrics wrong. So, I mean, clearly loving your enemies is a bit of a reach, but at least she understands it, you know, like cognitively. Are, are your kids, are your kids Swifties? Lila has recently said she is not a Swiftie. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
All right, because right now, um, because of the Kelsey thing. Oh my gosh, it's all over the place, and I mean, she is really a cultural phenomenon. I mean, what she can do, the power that she has on this on our culture and on America is just it's overwhelming when you really think. Please don't say she has demons in her. Uh, not that I know, of, not the nothing that I sense, but uh, but yeah, but I just I'm I'm just blown away by uh by the by how much power and authority she, she really has, does. Uh, she really does. Culture, really, I mean, it's just it's insane. It's insane, and you know, I'm just like Kelsey. You better treat her good, man, because if you don't, she's gonna write a couple songs. She's getting about canceled. It. So you, He's you're getting canceled. You're gonna be in big trouble. She's gonna write a whole bunch of songs about it, and you're gonna be like, you know, everyone's gonna know what you did. So, anyway, uh, okay. So what I want what I want to talk about today is I actually. Uh, was texting Sue a couple days ago, and I said, "Hey, I'd love to do an episode on the Holy Spirit. Uh, like the Holy Spirit is, is like the forgotten God, and many times we as Christians, as we kind of engage in our spiritual journey, a lot of times we 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 often seek we we pursue our spiritual journey like really without the assistance of the Holy Spirit. And so I kind of wanted to kind of I don't know uh, share with you a little bit, uh, and also get your thoughts too, Sua, on the Holy Spirit and kind of your understanding on it, because I think you've grown in your understanding of the Holy Spirit as well, uh, particularly thanks to your mom. You know, I think your mom has kind of opened up like some mm-hmm. areas of the Holy Spirit that yeah. I think that you weren't really uh, privy to in the past. But I I just feel like uh, yeah, so there you know I I you know I went to seminary and you know I went to a seminary that is not a charismatic seminary. It's predominantly a Fuller is predominantly a Presbyterian seminary, and so you know I think we had a real sort of a, a strong, I would say sort of a rigid theology in understanding the Holy Spirit, and I think what I've experienced through my doctorate program is I I feel that it was a little too rigid, and as I've been kind of on the sabbatical, one of the things I've been doing is I've actually been doing a lot of reading on the Holy Spirit. And actually just kind of looking through passages about the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And you know, I just I'm starting to have a different way of thinking about the Holy Spirit than I did in the past. And so anyway, so that's kind of like I thought it might be fun to kind of talk a little bit about this and uh and just kind of do it. But what yeah. So anyway, so I, I want to get kind of your thoughts to it, maybe in the beginning, just kind of your thoughts on the Holy Spirit. You know, I know for you it's been sort of this you know, a growth process. You know, you kind of went through this growth process. And but like when you were growing up, were you taught? By your pastor, youth pastor, and stuff like that, about the importance of the Holy Spirit. Like, were you taught that specific how important it is for us to connect and engage with the Holy Spirit? Um, actually, it's funny because speaking of my kids, yesterday, um, I was having this conversation with one of my kids because I just wanted to see where they stood. Um, yeah. And I, so I said to them, I said to my daughter, I said, "Hey, is you know how there's like three parts of God, like there's a Trinity, right? There's God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit is any of them more important than the other. And thankfully they said, no, every single, like, you know, God, Jesus, Holy spirit, they're all equally important and they're all the same, which was very interesting to me because Mm -hmm. I think growing up, depending on which part of my life we're talking about, there were different emphases, um, of each part. So for example, when I was in Guatemala, um, it was during like the eighties, like early nineties. It was like a huge, like revival mm. time and like immigrant churches. And they were always these like 
charismatic types of revivals where they would try to do these things where they would like lay hands on people and then slay them, you know, like yeah, where they like yeah, fall yeah. on the ground and convulse or like things like this, where they always wanted to see a certain type of manifestation of like the quote unquote spirit. And there was a heavy, heavy emphasis on these experiential, like experiential, um, like outpouring of the spirit um, and right. spiritual gifts. And then but what did you think about that during that time as you were growing up? Uh, well, I was really young, and... right? Like I was very, very okay. young. And I actually oh, think, that's right, yeah. I don't actually know if there's any data on this, but I do think that Latin American countries have a huge charismatic influence. I'm pretty sure that's true yes. because there's a lot of like Pentecostal yeah, very much churches so, very that are much like so. Latin churches. And so yeah. I think it was also culturally influenced by that. So I remember there was a lot of talk about like demons, mm. like um, mm. exorcisms, mm. Um, you know, like, yeah, being slain by the spirit, things like this. But I don't remember much of an emphasis on um, maturity in the spirit. Like it was all this like, external kind of pouring of the spirit that was like mostly the yeah. emphasis and like spiritual gifts like speaking in tongue like healing like ministries things like this and then yeah yeah in interestingly enough we then moved to america and went to a presbyterian church where there was literally right. zero <laughs> talk about the holy <laughs> spirit like it was like black and white you know like contrast, that's a good presbyterian contrast, right that's a good presbyterian church when there's yeah, zero was, spirit yeah it's so interesting i mean I'm, okay i'm not saying that the spirit is not in presbyterian churches that is literally yeah, not right, what i'm right, saying right. please don't like cancel me but i don't remember ever talking about anything um kind of like there was definitely less of that type of like charismatic experience in the presbyterian church i mean mm, what was your mm. experience so i would say for me growing up um i i did not have any type of a charismatic uh experience or any of that nature i grew up in a methodist church and so you know it was a very pious um i would say orthodox you know in some ways and and so that was kind of like my upbringing you know and and you know and stuff like like that. But when I went to college, I attended a ministry that was affiliated with the Assemblies of God ministry. And mm, that was a very, that's very charismatic. charismatic. And that was yeah. my first yeah. time I was sort of introduced into the whole, you know, and I'm so I'm 10 years older than you. So this was like the slaying of the spirit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. speaking in tongues. Like we would do that on the regular mm -hmm, on a Thursday mm -hmm. night fellowship meetings <laughs> and people being intense. slain the spirit. And it was just like, whoa, like what is going on yeah, here? And yeah. it was great in that sense. And uh, it was such an experience. And I was just like, this is this is pretty awesome. And uh, one of the things I can remember from that experience was that when that happened, there was like a like a, a growth sort of explosion in our campus ministry. Like before that, our campus ministries was, was so small. It was maybe like 10 to 12 people, you know. And by the time I graduated, I would say we were probably about, I don't know, about 50 to 60 strong in a ministry. Mm -hmm. And one time we even went to this conference in Philadelphia, I think it was in Philadelphia, uh, and our goal was to bring 100 people with us from campus. And we did, we brought 100 people with us from campus and stuff like that. And so like, there was just something that was going on, you know, and stuff. Um, so yeah, so I experienced that. It was just such an amazing encounter. Then when I graduated from there, from college, I went back into the Methodist church and it was very different. It was mm -hmm. more just really about strong grace theology, which I actually really needed. And I'll talk a little bit about why both are actually very important, but I actually like fell in love with that and it was great. And I actually experienced some unhealthiness in the, in the whole charismatic mm -hmm, movement mm -hmm. in college. And I've shared that before, mm -hmm. but you know, and, 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 and it actually hurt me really bad. And, and so I kind of went away from that whole, you know, feel like baptized with the spirit being filled with the spirit, that kind of stuff. 
And then I went to the seminary and it was just kind of deeper training theologically to understand like, you know, the theology, it's called pneumatology, the theology of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like, wow, what I believe is great. Like it's completely orthodox, you know, like kind of what I believe. And what I learned in seminary was simply this, that there, that there should never be like, like there is no such thing as baptism with the Holy Spirit today. And, um, and like, you know, the only time we see baptism in the Holy Spirit was when, you know, Jesus was involved or when apostles laid their hands on people and stuff like that. And what I learned in the seminary was it's really about the filling of the Holy Spirit. We need to constantly be praying that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I thought, well, that's great theology. And I kind of believed that like all up until I would say probably a few years ago where I started to realize, no, there's a difference. There's a difference. Um, between being filled with the Spirit and being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Mm. There is actually a big mm. difference. And that's kind of like what I wanted to kind of talk about okay. a little bit, um, you know, today and just kind of see like, you know, maybe this could be helpful for people. And again, so what I'm trying to share with you, it, I, I, you know, it's just my understanding. So this is not like, well, Peter said it, so it must be true. Like, I just think that's the one thing about theology. Like, we won't fully know until we get to heaven. Like, the thing that we can always stand true and steadfast on is who Jesus Christ is, right. right? And what he did on this earth and all that kind of stuff. But these other things about understanding the role of the Holy Spirit, things like that, I mean, that stuff we can kind of leave up to interpretation. And I could be right in some things and some things that can be wrong. And so that's the kind of thing. So I, I want you guys to hold this loosely as we talk about this. But uh, but there is really a difference. I, as I've been kind of like studying and, and thinking through it, there really there really is a difference between filling of the Holy Spirit and being baptized with the Holy Spirit. The major difference, Sua, really is being filled with the Holy Spirit is more concerned with your sanctification, right? Sanctification is this process of becoming holy, right? It's 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 inhabiting the fruits of the spirit. Mm -hmm. It's trying to grow, grow your character, you know, to be patient, to be loving, to be kind and all those things. That's a beautiful thing, right? And so being filled with the spirit, as, as I've been kind of like, you know, reading some books, but also looking through scripture, being filled with the spirit, particularly in Ephesians, when Paul talks about this, about the spiritual gifts, that really has to do with sanctification. It's a spiritual growth. It's a process, that kind of stuff. And that's really important. And we should always focus on that. And we should always uh, focus on that and that reality. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is very different. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is primarily concerned with being a witness for Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It's primarily concerned with evangelism. Because when you look at the Bible, you'll find that that's the, I mean, Jesus was like, hey, why don't you wait? He told the disciples, wait till the Spirit comes, right? Then you can go out and do your thing. And when I when I read the, the the book of Acts and when I read this and 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 I start to see when these when the disciples were baptized in the Holy Spirit, what it empowered them to do, it empowered them to be a witness. It empowered them to have a desire to want to bring God Jesus glory and want people to know who Jesus Christ is. And like thinking of it in that way, I think that's what's so lacking today in the church. I just don't think we have much of a desire to want to see people come to know Jesus Christ. And part of the reason why I think that's the case is because we're not baptized in the spirit. We haven't been baptized in the spirit. And 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 that's an important aspect of it. We we might have the spirit living inside of us that focuses on our sanctification, which is actually really important. I'm not saying it's not, but this desire to want to see people come to know Jesus Christ, that doesn't happen or, or you actually going out and doing that, being a testimony and trying to help, sort of sort of participate in that work and 
in helping people to come to know who Jesus Christ is, that doesn't really happen like in a powerful way unless we're baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so I think that's the major difference between baptism of the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to just stop there and just kind of want to get your thoughts, Sua, on that. Or if you have any other questions, I don't know if I can answer the question. But anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts. Because think about what happened to you, Sua. Because this, I was thinking about this mm -hmm. as we were thinking about this episode. You know, your mom came to your house. I mean, she was living with you for about, you know, I don't know, a couple of weeks or whatever. But she's like, Sua, you need the gift of tongues. That's a baptism. Mm -hmm. You need to pray. And you got the gift of tongues. What happened very naturally? Was it your cousin or your nephew came over? Yeah. And stay with you for Thanksgiving. My cousin. Yeah. And what did you guys do? You became a witness and you wanted to make sure he comes to know Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And he came mm -hmm. to know Jesus Christ. It's just a natural byproduct because when the spirit baptizes you that way, it's like you're overwhelmed with it to the point where a natural thing that happens is you want people to know like what you know now. And I guess like one of the best ways um, uh, that th th somebody once worded it. They said, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, what it really does, it makes real, um, it makes everything real, the things that you believe in faith. Like mm -hmm. you have, like mm -hmm. faith mm -hmm. is, you, you, I believe in Jesus Christ, I believe he came and died for us and all of that stuff. Like th that takes faith. But when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, it makes it real. Like you not only believe in your mind, but like it's it just this is so real because there's a power there. There's a power when you're getting baptized with the Holy Spirit. There's a power now that you can go and you can actually share and help people to come to know who Jesus Christ is. And so that's kind of like the major difference. And I want to kind of talk about that and see if we can kind of like unpack that a little bit more. But anyway, yeah, I just want to get your thoughts. Just kind of like, what are you thinking right now, Sue, as I'm sharing all this stuff? No, I mean, I completely agree. Not that, it, I mean, I'm not a theologian. So I mean, I don't know if it matters, but I completely agree. But I completely agree because, you know, I, I do think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. On. Um, <laughs> but I will say, you know, like, I was reading through John and even in in John right before Acts, there's a part where Jesus and I always I never like I never actually noted this until this previous yeah. reading. Um, there's a part where Jesus, after he's resurrected shortly after he says it says he breathed the spirit into like he said, he yes. breathed on the disciples and said, receive the spirit. Yes. But yes. then it doesn't actually get like activated until like pentecost right there's like kind of a difference yeah. because and i was mm -hmm. and then i was reading it and i was like but what does what's the difference like gee, clearly jesus said receive the spirit and breathe on them like clearly something must have happened at that point but then he also says wait till the spirit comes and i was i, I kind of yeah. couldn't understand that whole juxtaposition yeah. um yeah the way i made sense of it and again i could be wrong is like you know when we receive jesus as our savior right like the moment of our conversion let's say it says we receive the holy spirit right mm -hmm. i don't think that's not true um just because it doesn't automatically mean we were baptized yeah. by the spirit yeah. um i i think my understanding it is the moment you you know pledge your allegiance to jesus repent the spirit does come inside of me because now jesus is living yeah. inside of me through the spirit that's right that's right. Um, and that I'm guessing is what you're saying is the indwelling of the spirit in my yeah. heart. It's more of a filling which, of the spirit as opposed to being baptized by the right. spirit. Right. And that yeah. and that spirit, because holy the Holy Spirit has so many different types of 
tasks that are assigned to mm-hmm. him, right? He he's, it's very multifaceted, right? And one of the things right. is, you know, um, to comfort us, to, to help us, to counsel us, to bring God's word alive in us, like all of these right. things. And these are very like right. individual things that the spirit does inside of me to sanctify That's us, right. like you said, to mature us, process. Um, to yep. bring about mm-hmm. the fruit of the spirit in our relationships, yes. things like this. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. But yes. I guess the difference is then what you're saying, what you're talking about, which is like the baptism of the spirit, or like maybe the, the way we see it in like the old Testament, because I've been reading a lot of, um, we've been doing Bible study for small group on Kings and Chronicles. And there's a lot of these mm-hmm. like prophets and it says the spirit of God is poured out on them. It's, there's like this very real, like, Oh, I almost imagine it. I don't think you watch Dragon Ball, like the anime, but there's like Super Scion Never. when like you become like all fire and suddenly it's kind of like we bought a Pac-Man arcade. But that's and exactly you know what baptism of the Holy Spirit's like. like you know yeah. when like the Pac-Man arcade suddenly they become you can like yeah go through yeah, yeah, all yeah. of them and not get killed, yeah, 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 kind of yeah, like yeah, Super yeah. Scion yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I kind of imagine it like that. And that, like you said, is you know when you're filled with the Spirit. Um, it seems like it, it is much more real and there is much more like an experience there. Um, yeah. But I guess the thing that is really interesting to me that I hadn't thought about is it's always for the purpose of witnessing like an evangelist, yes. like to do God's yes. work. Yes. And I yeah. think that was what was abused or maybe neglected when I think back on my yeah. younger years of all of the emphasis on the charismatic aspects of the Holy Spirit and all of the, you know, speaking in tongue and the slaying and the healing. I wonder how much of it was really um, the center of it was really to be witness to, to spread mm-hmm. the gospel. I think a yeah. lot of it was just for power um, or even yeah. just for curiosity at, best yeah. um but at worst maybe to abuse the power of it um to yes. grow the church yes. but not necessarily yes. to grow the kingdom of god and i think yeah, that's yeah. very interesting as you mentioned that yeah so a couple of things like my mind is just racing here and this is like kind of where you know sometimes it's hard for me to kind of like stay focused but so there is such a difference between this baptism and sanctification and um, just because you're baptized with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean you're going to be sanctified. Sanctified is a process. Mm-hmm. It takes time. You need to grow into it and stuff. And there's been a lot of cases where somebody has been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and yet they're not living a very sanctified life. And uh, and that happens, right? And so, like, for me in my college ministry, like, we were being baptized by the Spirit on the regular. But, like, our campus pastor, who was, like, the one kind of, like, ushering in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I mean, he was doing some terrible things too. Like he was just an unhealthy leader. And so I think that's the one thing you you can't just have baptism and not really like want to be sort of grow in the fruit of the spirit and really work on your sanctification, which is part of what the Holy Spirit does. But a baptism is kind of like, you know, like the filling of the spirit I see is like, you know, when it just drizzles outside, it's just a gentle Mm -hmm. rain, right? That's kind of like the, it's a process. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. slow, but baptism is like a torrential downpour. Right, right. It's just, you're just being soaked and overwhelmed by the presence of God. You're encountering him in that way. And when you have that, it's like this power that gives you this deep desire to want to go and glorify Jesus. The best way we glorify Jesus is when people come to know who he is. Mm-hmm. And you see that like in the book of Acts when when Peter and John got reprimanded and they got taken into prison and stuff like that. And and, and they just needed the, the strength continuously and the power. And it said that the you know, the, the, the cell shook, right? There was like a baptism of the mm-hmm, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it was just overwhelming. And then they tell them, you better not, you know, share anything about Jesus anymore. Right. Otherwise, there's going to be deep right. consequences. And they're like, 
Who cares? Like, do whatever you want to be. I'm going to share no matter what. Yeah. There is no way that after being baptized by the Holy Spirit, there's no way I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Like, I'm just going to keep going. And same thing with Paul. He was in prison for, mm -hmm. for many years. And again, it was this baptism of the Spirit where he just constantly longed to be a witness. And he wrote all these amazing, like, prophetic letters in prison to continue to proliferate the gospel of Jesus Christ. That even though he was in chains, nothing could prevent him from witnessing because he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Right. He's being baptized in the He had this filling and it empowered him and, it, and he just constantly wanted to live his life to glorify God. And I just think one of the things that we're missing today as Christians, if you're listening, is that we're, we're missing this desire to want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so one of the best ways in how we can be baptized in the Holy Spirit is that we have to ask Jesus. Jesus is the one. The Holy Spirit doesn't baptize us. Jesus is the one who baptizes us. Because in the Gospel of John, John says, I baptize with water, but Jesus baptizes mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Right? So Jesus is one of his primary functions, yes, to save us and all that stuff. He died for us, resurrected from the dead. But one of the things he also does now is that he baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. We should pray. We should pray that Jesus would baptize us in the Holy Spirit. Now, we can't control that. It may not happen to us because not everyone gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. But I think as Christians, we should be praying this on the regular. We should be praying and saying, Jesus, would you please baptize me in the Holy Spirit? Because it changes us. There is this power and and it changes how we live our lives because we encounter the things we believe in Jesus becomes more real than ever. And, and it just, it sparks the fire within us. And I think it's incredibly needed. And I think for the church, we focused a lot on sanctification. We focus a lot on this filling of the Holy Spirit, which is good. It's not a bad thing. But I think what we're lacking, the reason why like very few people, because I mean, Sue, you said on this podcast before too, like you don't really, like in the past, you didn't really care about evangelism, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I just think that's just a symptom of us not yeah. being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And when we're baptized, it really changes us in some ways. And and one of the things that does that, it gives us this deep, deep desire to want to see people come to know Jesus Christ. And so I just think that's something that's really sorely lacking for Christians today and the church, because we're not realizing the activity of the Holy Spirit. Like we're, we just sort of like, oh, I'm going to go be a Christian and follow Jesus and come to church and stuff. But like the spirit is active and he's moving. And I just don't think we're really like in tune or even wanting to be in that, to be in tune and we're in sync with the Holy Spirit in some ways. So anyway, yeah. So what are you thinking, Sue? What's going through your mind? Tell me what you think about this, because um, I know when we say you're using like filling of the spirit, I'm thinking more. I like the way I understand it, just because I'm, you said like torrential rain, like I'm thinking of it like yeah. raining down, like pouring out yeah. because yeah. filling yeah. feels almost I guess like, yeah, extra, like, I mean, I'm just thinking like it's like just raining down and, you know, it's happening when it's happening. Yeah. I feel like the sanctification process with the spirit is much more um, it's less notable as it's happening yeah it's more gradual you see it more yeah. like 10 years five years or even like 10 months down the road you say oh yeah. wow like i'm not where i was yes. 10 months ago and you yes. see it it's kind of yes. like not to use like a graphic analogy but like when you get pregnant you don't really know and then you see yeah. the growth right you're like oh my yeah. gosh something is growing in me and that's how you kind of know versus yeah. i feel like you know but don't you think that this baptism of the spirit is not like you get it once and then it sustains itself forever like you know it's kind of like the super saiyan mode like it comes for a time to accomplish a certain goal and i feel yes. like yes. it sometimes wanes off and i think you need a yes. refilling of yes you know what I mean? a I feel like yep. as you're yep. saying it it seems like you get it once and then like that's it no 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 yeah 
No, like, you it, it, so in the seminary, what I learned, uh, and this is what I learned, I learned that um, you get baptized only once, and that was that conversion, mm. and uh, and that's it, and there is never a rebaptism, and since then, I think I've I've learned differently, and I'm realizing no, it's not. Um, and seminary, they said you get baptized once, but you got to keep praying for the refilling of the Holy Spirit. And what they did was that they just they just put them both together and saying like that's it, you know, kind of a thing. But you got to separate it because there is a difference between baptism and being filled. You constantly need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but it's a gradual thing. But you there needs to also be multiple times of baptism of the Holy Spirit, like multiple rebaptism of the Holy Spirit. That needs to happen because it does wear off. It does wear off. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned. Uh, recently is that there really is a real big difference between um, sanctification and and baptism. Just because you're baptized, it doesn't mean you're going to be holy or sanctified. You're going to be this great, good person. No, th- those two are really important. You need to keep working on your sanctification, being filled with the Holy Spirit. But there are also this baptism is this power and this outpouring of you going and now wanting people to come to know who Jesus Christ is. And they're very different. And I think that's the one thing that I didn't know. And I'm realizing, oh, okay. And I think what I learned in seminary was that they try to put it all together. They try to put the sanctification mm-hmm. of baptism together. And that's not, and and at least what I've been learning recently um, over the last couple of years in my doctorate program, that's not the case. The baptism is really important, actually. And it's different from the filling of the spirit. The filling of the spirit focuses on your sanctification so that you can grow and bear fruit the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to gain power from God and 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 go out and now glorify Him by you know by evangelism and by helping people come to know who Jesus Christ is. So it's very different, and so I think that's kind of the stuff that I've been learning recently, and just kind of realizing, yeah, the church really Christians around they should be praying. It'll never hurt. It'll never hurt. One of the things you should be praying as you pray to Jesus is pray that He would baptize you in the Holy Spirit. But I think that that's. But I think Spirit. that's why, like. As you're speaking, like as you're saying that about what you learned in seminary, not to be super cynical, but I feel like maybe that's why the church is losing relevance and losing yes. such influence in our world. Absolutely. Because we are trying to do something with incomplete tools. Like God never, like God never, like he always equips us for the job and the task and the mission that he sends us out to do. Yes. But I feel like we're not, as as a church, corporately, individually, we are not using all of the tools that God has given us to go do his work. Mm-hmm. And then we get so discouraged because it, we it's right. we fall short. We're like, this right. is very difficult. Yeah. It's We're not seeing yeah. any influence. We're not seeing yeah. any like results. Yeah. Like clearly like something, I'm, I don't know, it's just not working anymore. And then we automatically yeah. assume like God has, you know, stopped now working the way he did in the church of acts like that's clearly not the same or god has stopped doing that now but that's clearly not what it is i mean it's you know god's given us the tools but we are not making use of them for whatever reason and that's probably why the church is losing such power and not not like power in the bad way but like you know relevance in the world and like in a meaningful way like the way the early church kind of did um and like even, I mean, this sounds weird, but even like before I do my podcasts, like I make sure, I mean, the first thing I usually do on any other day is I wake up, I eat my two boiled eggs and I go exercise. Well, other than like after I send my kids away, after I pack yeah, their yeah, lunches yeah, yeah, and yeah. dress the kids and whatever. So is that the, your breakfast? Your breakfast is two boiled I eggs? I eat two boiled eggs. Boiled Today eggs. I had a low carb bagel, um, <laughs> but I will usually eat two boiled eggs and a cup of coffee um, and then I go work out. 
But on the days I report, record my podcast, I will not do that. I will read the Bible and pray for an hour because, on, girl. because A, it's being immortalized on the internet. And God forbid I say something that's not in line with the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. No, but really, I'm yeah. so, I don't want to yeah. speak without being filled or without this yeah. presence. Of, like I want the spirit to increase his presence. Yes. Yes. Space. yes. And simultaneously, I want myself to be more aware of the spirit yeah. in this space. Yeah. And I do, I would never, um, understanding my limitations, I would never at least start with that. Yeah. You know, and I, and I pray, I pray that the spirit would be present, that he would pour out his spirit in this time so that when I speak, it's his truth and his Amen. life that goes out. And I, I, I approach it and I know I've, I say some irreverent things and I say some crazy things, but I approach this podcast very, um, like very carefully. Is is that the word? Yeah. Like I don't take it lightly because I'm coming yeah. out here saying that I'm speaking in Jesus's name. I don't want to yeah. say things that are coming out of my own intellect or coming out of my own, um, you know, desires or whatever fills me. Like I really want to speak God's truth, and in order to do that, I need this pouring out of the Spirit. So I do Amen. that, you know. Even Amen. like when I go hang out with certain friends, you know, there's like certain times and I will say this is a clear before and after. Um, I don't I don't know. Something interesting during my baptism, like my water baptism, I recently got baptized. I think I told this story because I was never yeah, baptized. There yeah. was a lot of mishaps. Um, and at Vineyard, we get these pictures like they take pictures of us when we get baptized. Like they get professional photos yeah. um, and they give us this little card with like a little like picture of it. And it was yeah. the weirdest thing. Because I got the pictures back and I got baptized, John got baptized, and Lila got baptized together. Mm. And um, you're gonna tell me I'm completely bonkers, but in the picture, my face is like glowing. Like it wow. literally looks like there's like a light shining behind my face or something like that. And I was like, how did I accomplish this makeup? It looks great because you know, in Korea right now, the um bulguang skin, which means like water glow skin, is like really in. Um, and it's like this look that they're trying to look like you're you're being lit from within. Like that's like the look mm. that is in right now. All these foundations and like like serums are trying to replicate this but i wasn't wearing makeup that day but i kid you not i will show you the picture my face is you need, you need to post that on our instagram yeah okay. we want to see that picture so i showed my mom i said is it just me and lila wasn't glowing john wasn't glowing it's just me and i just felt like is this like a thing like is something happening to me yeah. and yeah. i remember i showed my mom and my mom was like i think that's like the spirit like that's like the baptism yeah, of the, the spirit. spirit and yeah. after shortly yeah. after that was when my mom came um, and you know, she laid her hands on me. I had wanted, yep. I had been asking yep. God for a long time. I would say about a year or two. Is there more to this? Like, is there more yeah. to my faith than this God? Yes. Um, I had, I had been wanting, I said, God, yeah. I want more. Like I want, I don't yeah. know what I want, yeah. but I want something more. And yeah. then when my mom came, I was like, this is it. Right. She laid yeah. her hands on me and that was it. Mm -hmm. But after that here, you're I don't think you're wrong when you say after that something different happened, which is that now whenever I like meet people or hang like I'm invited to things or whatever, it automatically my mind goes to is is there something God wants me to do here? Like is there yeah. something that God wants me to share here? Um and it's not just me being like, oh, like 
man, like, I don't want to hang out with people today, or I don't like, I wish this person would cancel. So I don't have to go to this because I'm tired. I'd rather watch moving on K drama or whatever. Like mm-hmm. now there's this like awareness or this yes. kind of, I don't know how to explain it. There's this kind of thing that's constantly on my mind of, is there something God wants me to share in this space today? Is there a reason why yeah. God is bringing certain people into my life? Um, and you, I start seeing that more, whether it's true or not, that awareness is constantly in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, is there something you want to uh, say? No, that's great. No, I, I mean, I think that really, that's really what it is. It's like when you get baptized in the spirit, you just have a deeper desire and a longing and a yearning to want to bring glory to Jesus. I mean, it's just a natural thing that happens. And it's, you know, it's a, it's an important thing. And I, and I hope that our audience who's listening, listen, your faith is your faith. And, you know, you believe in Jesus Christ. You know, he came, died for you on the cross, resurrected from it. That is the most important thing. You need to believe in that. You need to grow in your character, your integrity, being filled with the Holy Spirit so that your sanctification can grow and you can, you know, you can continue to grow and, the, and bear good fruit. That's all so, so important. But I think the piece that's been missing, honestly, over the years, and, uh, you know, my professor said this well, Dr. Rob Reamer, he said this, he said, the problem with the church today is that we're too focused on just the proclamation of the word. That's all we do in the church. And we don't focus on demonstrating the power of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, when you read the Bible and you read the gospels, you read everything in the New Testament, there is a proclamation of the word, but there's also yeah. a demonstration of God's power. And the church has lost that. We've lost the desire to want to demonstrate the power of God because we're just so fixated and focused on the proclamation of the word. And there is so, so much truth to that. And I believe really in my heart that we as Christians, that we should, we should be praying. And it may not happen. And that's up to God, right? Like if, if, if you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, amazing. But if you don't, it's okay. You still have enough. You still can grow and be sanctified and all that stuff. But we should, as Christians, intentionally be praying and saying, Jesus, would you please baptize me in the Holy Spirit? Like, please baptize me in the Holy Spirit and 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 pray for it, you know, repeatedly. And I still pray that I would be baptized in the Holy Spirit, that I would continue to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, that there would be a deeper, deeper work of the Holy Spirit's activity in my life in that way so that I can bring more glory to God. And I, and I really do think that's a great spiritual sign, the sign of good spirit. That, that you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit is not that you speak in tongues, because I mean, of course, those are all outward signs, but a great sign or an affirmation or byproduct, a bright byproduct of us being baptized in the Holy Spirit is this natural desire. Just you have a yearning to bring Jesus mm-hmm. glory. You just have a yearning to bring him glory. It's far supersedes just you worshiping at church and singing songs, but you just want to glorify. You just want people to know who this Jesus is because how much he's impacted your life. You want the world to know what you know. And I think that is the whole, what happened with the Samaritan woman. She went and she led her whole village to Jesus Christ, you know, and stuff. And so there's just this desire to want people to know who Jesus Christ is. And, and that's what the baptism is really for. And I think it's really lacking today in our society. And we need to really get back and start praying that through and just asking God to help us and asking Jesus to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. Um, I, you know, in my Bible studies last year, we did first and second Kings and Chronicles. Um, yeah. and it was, you know, 
we, we do a lot of, in my small group, we do a lot of um, like Old Testament studies and, you know, Old Testament is not like my favorite. <laughs> Old Testament yes. is a little bit harder to read. I feel like it requires yes. more context, I think, than mm -hmm. reading the New Testament. Um, you really kind of yes. have to study it versus the New Testament. Sometimes you can kind of read, but, um, you know, it's very interesting because um, there's there was that chapter with Solomon building the temple, right? And there's all those like different like layers of the temple. Like some yeah. people can come to this part, the outer court, yeah, and then yeah, some people yeah. can enter. And then the next round of people who select, who are selected yeah. can go to the next. And then the Holy of Holies, only like the high priest yeah, can go yeah. in. And even the high priest could be struck dead if there was any blemish. It, you know, like there's this whole like, yeah. Um, and I remember reading and I was like, oh my gosh, like why do we have to read all of this? Like it's like so much description. And like, I don't really understand why I have to be reading this. Yeah, but It's yeah, very yeah, yeah. interesting because unless, you know, I, I've been learning more and more recently that without the true context of the Old Testament, um, you can't really appreciate the full power of the New Testament, like the good mm -hmm. news and why it's such yep. good news. Yep. Um, yep. And, you know, I remember I read that book, The Epic of Eden, which is a fabulous book. And she talks about how um, the actual like word Holy Spirit, the phrasing only happens like four times or something like that in the entire Bible. But the times when the spirit really you need to focus on is when in the Old Testament, there's like the presence of God, like the glory of God being revealed. That's when you know there's a spirit happening. Um, and she talks about how the entire story of the Bible from old, like the Old Testament is God trying to draw a little bit nearer each time to his people. Yeah. Um, and you know, his original vision obviously was Eden when he was like fully in presence with his people. Mm. But then after sin came, the separation happened. And ever since then, God's just been doing crisis management because it's yeah. not his ideal. Yeah. He's just trying to yeah. draw a little bit step closer, one step closer to his people. Um, and, you know, it's so, it was very mind blowing to me because I remember reading about the, te the temple um, and how there was all of these like restrictions. And then you come to Jesus and then it's like Jesus says, now the tabernacle of God or his dwelling place is in you, like in us, yeah. in us individually yes. and is us corporately as a church. Like we are now like the tabernacle of God. Like mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. so crazy to me when I read it in the context of understanding um, the Old Testament, because now it's like Jesus. That's why it's so revolutionary, right? Like Jesus is walking in the New Testament. And all of these like sick people and lame people and power, like blind people, they're all like approaching God. But you look at the temple, mm -hmm. literally, you had to be perfect. Like these people yeah. could not even come near the outer courts. Yeah. But now all yep. of the worst, quote unquote, like most broken people come directly to Jesus and touch him and are healed. And it's so crazy yeah. Yeah. because it's like, you mean we can all approach Jesus? And not only that, he literally says, when I die now, something even better is coming and it's coming to dwell in you. That's right. And that's why at the pen at Pentecost, you see, you know, the wind and the tongues of fire, like on top of each yep. person, which is all of these elements that happen every time in the Old Testament, you see the presence of God, the spirit of yeah. God being upon people. And it was, I don't know, it was like so crazy to me that now fire and wind, like God's spirit in me. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like it was so wild to me when it like clicked for me. And I yep. think you're you're so right. Like, man, like the spirit of God is 
literally in us, right? Like in yes. us individually, but especially as I'm learning more corporately as capital C church. Yeah. And what are we doing with that? You yeah. know, like what yeah. are we doing yeah. with the spirit of God? Like, have we so sanitized the spirit of God yeah. that it really has no power in our lives to change people's lives yeah. to, you know, overcome difficulties? Like it has no, like it, it just doesn't have the power anymore. And what Amen. where did yeah. we go wrong? You know, it really made me wonder where did I go wrong here? Yeah, you know, I, I think so. And I think it's and again, like we said in this podcast, is that it's really the lack of teaching, but also um Christians and church leaders not teaching its people the importance of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the difference between Old Testament believers and New Testament believers is that's a, that's really it. It's Jesus and baptism of the Holy Spirit. The people in the Old Testament were never baptized in the Holy Spirit because the resurrection was needed for that right, to happen. Right. And that's why Jesus always told the disciples, you have to wait. Right. You have to wait. Right. It's so that he can resurrect from the dead. The baptisms happen then because Jesus is the one who provides, who performs that. But anyway, but yeah, but it's just the lack of the, and I think, you know, just I've heard over the years with people saying, I'm scared of the Holy Spirit. Like we've, the devil has allowed us to believe, to fear the Holy Spirit. Don't allow it to come into your life because you don't know what's going to happen. It can tell you to do something that you don't want to do. It can tell you to go and move to a, an obscure location in the world and dedicate your life to that. It can, it can, and, you know, the spirit will tell you to become poor or, any, or stuff like that. So people actually are afraid of the Holy Spirit's activity upon their life and they don't want that. And I think that's really tragic because that's one of the greatest lies that the devil has told us to believe in. And we have completely believed that it's okay to just operate as a Christian in some ways kind of lifeless and just going through the motions, but not encountering God as like this relationship that I have with him in a real beautiful way and being used so that so that people can come to know who Jesus Christ is. And I think that's really a sad reality. And so if you're listening really as a Christian, I just want to encourage you. And I think it is important to have people lay hands on you. Like it's not just say Jesus baptized me in the Holy Spirit. Pray that prayer personally between you and God. But I think it's important because Jesus, when two or more gather in my name, I'll be there, that you can actually say, hey, can you lay hands on me? And can you pray that I would be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Like, I think that's important to do, that that would be something good for you to do, that would be good for your spiritual health, that you have somebody lay hands on you and say, pray. And like your mother did for you, and you received the gift of the Holy uh, of I mean, tongues. didn't Peter have and to I go back and like baptize the rest of them that didn't get the Spirit <laughs> by laying hands? Yeah, the laying of the hands, yeah, right? Like you the have laying to. Of, yeah. yeah. And uh, think about what there. happened to Cornelius' yeah. house. Think yeah. about what happened. As soon as, like, these are Gentiles, Peter lays hands, mm -hmm. boom. Like, right. it just, right. there was just the baptism of the Who Holy are they Spirit, supposed to right? seek out, though? Who are we supposed to seek out? Like, how do we know we're, because, you know, there's a whole thing of like people are scared. You don't want to get laid hands on by like somebody who has impure spirits or something. You yeah, know? right. No, no, no. I would you say, just go to random Christians... people and say, lay your hands on me. No, no, it could be your church leaders, your pastors, um, fellow believers that you're friends with, that you have relationships with, and just say, would you just pray that I will be baptized in the Holy Spirit? And I just think it's really important. And, you know, I was telling my kids, and I sent them a text message, and I totally forgot to do this this weekend. That's why I was like, I need you to pray. So I told my kids, I texted all three of them, I need you to pray that you would be able to receive the Holy Spirit. Because I said, when you come home, because Kayla was a school, I said, when you come home, I'm going to lay hands on all three of you, mm. and I'm going to pray that you would receive the Holy Spirit in a deep way. And they were like, what? What? Like, what? You're crazy? And I'm like, no, like, I just really believe that. Because in Timothy, it says that. In Timothy, it says that we are to lay hands. And, you know, Paul says, remember, I laid hands right, on you and you received right. spiritual gifts. Right. 
And so it's important for us, this idea of laying on of hands, that's really, really key that we do this and that we're conscious of that. So I think like if you're a parent, I do think, and you love the Lord and you have been not only filled, but baptized in the Holy Spirit. I think it's important for you to lay your hand, lay your hands on your children and say, you know, and just say, Jesus, please baptize my son or whatever, my, my daughter in the Holy Spirit. And just pray that prayer. And it may not come right there, but it's that process, right? That journey. Because, you know, it's just, you can't control the Holy Spirit. Jesus will give it to you whenever he feels is fit, you know, and stuff like that. So you can never control it. And uh, and so any event, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's so, this is an encouragement uh, that I have for you. But any other parting words you have, Sue, before we close well, it out today? Something interesting. Um, okay, well, okay. I, I'm trying to, I'm going to like try to make this like very like short so that it's to the point. Mm. Um I do think that, you know, I don't want to like, obviously, the, uh, there was a lot of emphasis on this episode about the difference between, you know, the spirit who lives in us, the fill, the spirit that fills us for sanctification and the spirit of baptism. Um, mm. Also, probably need to say that it's the same spirit. It's not like two different spirits. <laughs> it's just two different functions um, yeah. of the spirit. Uh, but I do think, you know, it, it makes me it makes me think about when my mom um, came and she laid hands on me and she was praying for me. I will say she spent some time before she came and prayed for me by herself. Oh, absolutely. Because she yep. said, I need to be in, you know, yep. I need the spirit poured out on me before yep. I try to share the spirit with yep. you. So there was definitely that preparation, which I think is important. I remember though something very interesting as she was praying for me and my dad was also there. She said in the middle of her praying for me, she said, the spirit has told me just now that you already have the gift of tongue and that you've had mm. it for a long time, mm. but you've mm -hmm. never used it um, mm -hmm. because you didn't believe, you didn't want it. Yeah. Like you didn't yeah. believe yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was yeah. really weird because I have never spoken in tongue before this time. Like it, yeah. was, it wasn't like I did it and then I stopped using it. I've just never yeah. received it. But it was just such a weird thing for my mom to say, you know, not that my mom is 100% accurate all the time, Right. She said, it's been in you. I have given it to you, but you haven't used it. Um, yeah. And you haven't used it because you rely on intellectual knowledge and the things mm -hmm. that you read and the things that you know in your head. But you are basically um, blocking out the spirit in a certain box and won't let yeah. him unleash who he truly is and the power that he has because you've decided that's, that's right. not for me. Um, right. And I thought that was very, very interesting because mm. I had never thought about that. And it brings me back to, you know, a lot of us say, well, when we receive Jesus and we are converted as Christians, we receive the spirit. But it's like, why are there so many messed up Christians then? Or why do I even for ourselves, like, yeah. why do we not see growth? And I think some of it is, um, I don't want to blame like Western Christianity completely. But I remember when I was first taught about becoming a Christian, the way I was told it was, um, you believe that Jesus died for you and that you've been forgiven and um, you receive Jesus into your heart and now you have become a Christian. Yeah. Like that is kind of like the central yeah. message that I remember receiving. Um, but I never was told really with much emphasis. I mean, there it was there, but I don't remember ever really having this emphasis on you have to repent, like really repent. And yeah. I don't and I don't think the repentance was repenting from the little things that I've done wrong in my life. Like repent yeah, yeah. about 
the time I was mean to my brother or repent about that yeah. one time I cheated on a test or repent about the yeah. time when I stole something Which you've never from done, the by store. The way, so I've never yeah. stolen. But it was like yeah. repentance. I never cheated from, on a test. I have never cheated on a test. <laughs> Yeah. Hypothetically speaking, but like repentance, but however, yeah, you're definitely this, speaking the hypothetical here, well, this is, but, but never was I told to repent from this, which is relying on the things that are not God to give me identity and my, the source of yeah. like my trust. That's right. That was what yep, yep, I was never yep. told. And that's why it was hard for that's me right. for a long time to repent because like, you know, I don't do a lot of bad things like quote unquote bad yeah. things you know so what do you mean like repent but yeah. if if i had been told no you're not repenting for the little little things that you're doing wrong you're repenting for trusting and pledging allegiance to the things that are not god to give you the source of life if they had told it to me that mm. way i think it would have made a lot more sense in terms of my spiritual growth and maturity yeah turn around from the things that you are like you are placing your trust in and turn towards God and pledge your allegiance to the kingdom of God, you know, and then maybe I would have not been so boxed, yeah. boxing in of the spirit and saying, well, that doesn't fit into yeah. my worldview. And so yes, I won't right. use it, That's right. you know, yeah. maybe, the, and I'm not trying to blame people because clearly this is my own journey and God is yeah. completing it as we go. But I really think it's, you know, some of us, I think we probably do have already received, you know, Mm. A lot of gifts from the spirit, you know, God, God, I can't imagine. I know you said like, maybe you won't get it, but like, I don't know. I feel like that's a cop out. Like, why wouldn't God want to give us a baptism yeah. in yeah. the spirit? Yeah. You know, like Jesus yeah. literally said, you, you will do greater things than I have done because you have yep. this yep. same spirit yep. living in you. So I want to be like bold and say, I think every single one of us should be baptized in the spirit. God wants to oh, baptize absolutely. In the spirit. Absolutely. You know, uh, maybe it won't happen in the timeline that we want or like immediately, right. but I think the desire yep. is there, but I think it has to start with yeah. us repenting and not just repenting and like repenting from like the little things of our daily life, but repenting from pledging our um, citizenship or pledging our loyalty to the things that are not of God, you know? And I think, I really yeah. wish I had learned that earlier be honest so be so beautiful um and i would just say that in my profession you know because i am a pastor uh i think for pe pastors who might be listening sometimes we do have that that you know our motivation is really important because if we say god baptize me in the holy spirit because i want to be used by you in a powerful way i want people you know there's a way again that that could be used in a way just to kind of promote us and glorify us that usually, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit won't happen if your intention is to glorify mm. yourself. Mm. It really happens when you actually desire to want to glorify Jesus and you want just more of him and that's it. That's why. Well, that's why we get baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's why we seek it because you want more of him. You want to glorify him and you want him to give you the power to go so that you can bring glory to him, not to yourself. And that's really important. So our motivation for this is absolutely, absolutely key. And uh, and I hope that, you know, when we have that, I when we have that understanding that we can really seek God, Jesus Christ, for a deeper, deeper encounter, a baptism of the Holy Spirit. So anyway, I just want to thank all of you. Sua, this was great. Thank you so much for sharing thank you. thoughts too. And uh, and I, I'm sure a lot of you have thoughts about this. Um, you, are, you can share it with us. You can comment on our social media. You can email Sua or myself. Uh, you can get all that information at weekpastor.org. We'd love to hear from you. And we also would encourage you, if you can, if this was very helpful, 
uh, for you that you would share this episode with other people. And uh, we would love for you to help us to grow our audience. We don't do any marketing except for the <laughs> some really nice stuff that Geo does on the social media Thank stuff. Thank you, Geo. But uh, post Geo is amazing. Uh, but outside of that, you know, I think word of mouth is the best way to grow our audience. And we do believe that uh, that people need to hear kind of what we have to say and some things, especially as uh, what we talked about today in the Holy Spirit. So thank you so much for joining us today. Please tune in again next week for a new episode. Have a great day.